Good evening, everyone, and welcome hey to the Funbox Monster Podcast. I'm Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And we're going to do it to you right here, right now. Wow! Uh, with the movie Trick or Treat from 1986. I love this movie so very much. I also like this movie. This, this movie is... Uh, I don't know. I just... I'm absolutely obsessed with this movie. You're way more... <laughs> loving it than I am, but, oh. I, but I do enjoy it. Uh, you asked if I wanted to do it. I did have a copy of it. Nice. I owned it. I watch it every <laughs> Halloween because October is my Halloween month where I only yeah. watch trick or treat themed movies. I have so many positive associations with this movie. I love the soundtrack. Yeah. I actually genuinely like Fastway. I they're one of the few of these kinds of bands that I like. Here's where I'm going to lose some cred because I'm not a metalhead at all. Fair, and, and I'm a tapehead. And it seems like you got to be a metalhead if you're a tapehead. It so, does feel that way. So don't tell anybody that I'm more okay. about jazz and hip hop. Okay. Jesus Christ! <laughs> and it, rock. Were you were you stoked <laughs> that this like the whitest high school in the entire world was listening to Houdini? I, I was. That was great. That was great. <laughs> was like, why are they listening to Haunted House of Rock at this fucking that, like? That was my favorite part. The, there <laughs> the was soundtrack. like it was literally the whitest high school I've ever seen, and I'm from Northern Maine, and that's still the whitest high school I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, but they, they all liked Houdini, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, who doesn't? Uh, man, I certainly do love Houdini. I, I'm in the weird minority that I'm a huge punk rock fan that also really liked glam metal and regular metal and true metal. Mm-hmm. And, like, I got in all across the board. So gotcha. I don't know. But this movie really, really speaks to me for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I just love... Any dumbass metalhead that summons the devil or some <laughs> permutation thereof. Uh, and this is the second heavy metal horror we've done with uh, Hard Rock Zombies. Too. Oh, that, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's technically true. This is, and it's also the second movie we've done where the uh, the baddie's weakness is water. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is like this is the Oreo to the Hydrox that is uh, Hard Rock Zombies. <laughs> In fact, the Hydrox that's been like under the refrigerator and like yes. was there since 1972. Is Hydrox still a thing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And that's exactly. But yeah, this my is point. this is so much better than Hard Rock Zombies. Oh God! Yeah, this movie. It's also not four hours long. It's so well written. <laughs> yeah, I love. I like. I love all the dialogue. It's super solid. Like writing, editing, acting's great too. Acting's great. Cast casting wise. Casting was yep. awesome. I mean, I I certainly wish that Blackie Lawless had been in it yep. like he was supposed I to be. I did read that. But that but I still I still loved it. Um anyway, let's just talk about it. Yeah. Let's go through it. This ah oh, god. I just can't say enough good things about this movie. <laughs> okay, so we uh we come in, uh we've got uh, some guy reading a, a Faust quote like the number of the beast intro from the Iron Maiden record. Um, and then the uh, we like pan across the best ever every pe- heavy metal band, every single heavy metal poster, just a time capsule of the 1980s. You metal know what scene. poster isn't there though? What's that? Fastway. I, <laughs> I was what wondering. The fuck. Was, that is kind of mean. Yeah. Uh, maybe even at this point, Fastway didn't even have that kind of stuff. Fastway was kind of. I mean, I wouldn't say a nothing band, but yep. I mean they were like. They're an Irish band. But, they weren't really like. But how do you do well the soundtrack known. for a movie and not have your own poster in the movie, but have every other metal band at the time's it's poster true. all over the walls? That's it's it's disrespectful. Yes. is what that is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. Um, 
So yeah, so we pan across the room. We see some Anthrax <laughs> and uh, Megadeth and oh, that Blacklight Aussie poster. Yep. It's so awesome. <laughs> and then um, we get to our lead character Eddie Weinbauer, Ragman, Ragman, who does what every tough metalhead does: <laughs> uh, writes in their diary. No, he oh was no, he was writing to Sammy Kerr. He's writing Kerr. a right. letter to a, his hero, his, Sammy Kerr. <laughs> it it sounds like he's writing a diary. Oh, I mean, it essentially is a diary because there's no way in hell that this cool metal guy is going to listen to his <laughs> nonsense. Um. Dear Sammy, today I dreamed that we were in the park playing ball. <laughs> it's so close. Everybody else was doing stupid shit, like hanging out with their friends, <laughs> going to the soda shop. <laughs> Uh, I noticed that you were getting a sunburn, so I took out the lotion. (laughs) Hold on, my mom's at the door. (laughs) All the brain deads and airheads didn't wear sunblock. (laughs) That's right, the brain deads and airheads. They're everywhere. Yeah. What do I need from them? The true, uh, oh, Oh, Rock's Chosen chosen Warriors are going to be ruling the the, rulers of the apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Rock's Chosen Warriors. Yeah, so he's he's writing this letter, and and some of the information that drops in there is that he's that Sammy Kerr got banned from playing the Lake Ridge High Halloween Festival, <laughs> and even though Sammy went to this school, but he got yeah. out of there, man. He lived through it. He did it, man. He got out. Yeah. Uh, the uh, yeah. So he wanted to come play the high school dance from the high school that he went to, but the prudes. Um, yeah. The. I think this movie, this movie also is a big play on the PRMC oh, at the time. Oh, PMRC, yeah, yeah. Kind of like the whole satanic panic. Uh, yep. This is this is definitely the Tipper Gore era. Like, yep. it's a movie that would be just a shitty exploitation movie with no budget, except that the timing was perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody wrote this story, and then the timing was exactly right for PMRC. Yep. And so they got to, like, the budget probably exponentially increased. And they got a real theatrical release, I think. And like, they it's did. like, it's like a real, it became a real movie where I don't think it would have normally been yep. such a, such a large ish budget event. I mean, great sets, great, like oh, yeah. so many extras, so many, like so many actual characters. And over this, um, letter writing in the beginning, I think it's really effective to the montage they do or the, I don't know if it's a montage, yeah. but the, just the, the storytelling of this, we yeah. see this whole, we meet our Eddie character we see that he gets picked on at school a lot we see um, his crush yep we see we <laughs> Leslie. see Leslie we see how all the 30 year old jocks that are in his class uh look at his metal pictures in his notebook and play monkey in the middle with his metal cassettes and, and very homoerotic like and, weird scene with a bunch of shirtless dudes in a locker room playing yeah. <laughs> playing monkey in the middle and with then his they, cassettes then they throw his cassette tape out into the gym and he runs after it but they grab his towel off of him so he just slides onto the floor butt naked the and pain. they lock the door uh, oh. yeah and all the all the girls playing volleyball look at him and one of them grabs a camera she has a polaroid ready and I love the the shot of when she first snaps a picture, and Eddie's trying to get back in the door, and, and he's just like, ah, fuck. He just he gives just up. crumples. He crumples. Yeah, he's like, it's that. so sad. It's it's brutal. It's it's really. And this brutal. is just every day for the Ragman. Poor Ragman. Who, which is also weird. Um, we don't hear him get called Ragman that much. He calls himself Ragman. It's it's yet another it's sad even on part his of license this. Plate. Yeah. But we never find out why he's Ragman, do you know? Yeah, he thought it was a cool name. Yeah, okay. I mean, he just, he literally wanted a name that wasn't Eddie Weinbauer. 
you know, like if you want to, everybody hates him, so they're not going to call him his cool nickname that he thought up for himself. I, I love when Tim the Bully comes to his house later <laughs> on yelling for him, Wine Bar! <laughs> Wine Bar! Wine Bar! <laughs> it's a good name to yell. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so... Uh, yeah, we so we also find out that he's a nerd and he loves Twinkies because he's constantly like ripping open packages of Twinkies with his teeth. Badass. Uh, yep. <laughs> there's oh my god. There's so many. There's like three scenes of him showering in this movie. It's very strange. Yeah, one in the opening. Yeah, one later on. And then like I think at the end there's another one, but it's very weird. It's, it's a very whole st- end credits is nothing but him no, showering. just showering. It's like uh, like. <laughs> Oh, Serbo, too. Serbo werewolf bitch where they do the, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yep. Uh, okay. So in his letter, he ends by saying that Sammy Kerr is his reason for living, that the only way he keeps from killing himself is because Sammy Kerr is there to keep him going. It's heavy. Which is, which is rough considering He's about to go downstairs and do laundry and find out that Sammy Kerr is dead. <laughs> so he, he brings his laundry down. He's like loading the, the washer dryer and there's a TV on in the corner. He has his headphones on so he can't hear that the, the announcer is giving this big, long history. We're getting Sammy Kerr's entire history yep. through this lady, which is pretty great. Like it was a good idea. Yeah, it was a very it was a a very cool expositional thing where there's a TV on. He's ignoring it. He doesn't know why it's happening. Blah blah blah. He notices out of the corner of his eye once most of the exposition is done, yep. just in time for her to say, "Sammy Kerr dead, dead at thirty eight, yeah, or whatever." Um, <laughs> like the stage of him oh eating a snake too. <laughs> this, a total Aussie Aussie uh, it's, reference. It's especially good because like. The the announcer is that like really straight laced lady, and she's just like, and he's very blah 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 blah, and he's like drinking the blood yeah. of the snake, he's, like tearing it apart. And there's just blood everywhere. And they also show his uh, <laughs> I, I, was this before or D Snyder's testimony to Congress, or is this this has to be to based on D Snyder's? Yeah, where he's in Congress yeah. there, and I we love will how, bring you, you down, down me. <laughs> I love how they use that angry face for his. R.I.P. with the yep. dates. <laughs> we will bring you down. Uh, yeah, so that's great. Uh, but then, uh, then he does hear that that Sammy Kerr's dead, and he flips his shit, runs up to his room, and has a very odd reaction. He tears down every metal poster in his room. Wow, the song "Tear, tear Down the down. Walls." Tear down the walls. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I don't understand. Uh, I don't quite get it. But it was it was very effective because he's like tearing down all these amazing posters of all these bands. And it's like the songs come into a climax. And then he gets to the Sammy Kerr poster. He puts his hand up and he's about to tear it down. And he can't do it. Yep. He's like the poster staring down at him. And he has this moment of like, uh, well, I can't touch that thing. And then it ends. The scene ends. It's a great poster. It's a great poster. It's a great idea. It's it shows like the crazy power over him that mm-hmm. Sammy Kerr has. It's a it's just a good scene. Um, and then we cut to Ragman going to visit the radio station. Yeah. He meets Gene Simmons as Nuke, the DJ. DJ. Nuke. And uh, it's party time. We're going to do it to you right here, right now. Wow. It's a good October morning and blah, 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 blah. Uh, Yeah, some ridiculous, like, Wolfman Jack banter from Gene Simmons. Well, apparently that's what he said he wanted to pay homage to. That makes sense. And they also asked him to be uh, Sammy Kerr. Really? He didn't want to do it. 
this movie would have sucked balls oh, with yeah. Gene Simmons as Sammy Kerr. Gene Simmons just sucks. He kind of does. <laughs> he was good in this. Yep. And he also... Well, he was also in this for two minutes. His yeah. character flat out disappears. Yeah, I mean, he's he's in VO for the rest of the movie. He this is the only this is our only like actual encounter yep. with him. He's wearing like a county fair hat that sucks. It's covered in buttons. He looks like a drunk girl at like a Boz Skaggs concert. <laughs> it is not a good look. Um, Careful, he'll fucking sue you. <laughs> I mean, what I mean to say is, buy your kiss coffin now. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> buy your kiss member kiss yeah. slip for your trick or treat DVD. Oh <laughs> uh, God, I I still love him in this. I think he was a yeah. great choice, and I think he does a great job. I think he's a really good actor, to be honest. Yeah, he was good in um, Never Too Young to Die. I think it was oh, called yeah. too he with was... uh, with the Stamos. That what an odd choice for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, I can't. I can never tell if that movie is like the most progressive movie of all time or the least. It's the most. Okay, good. I'm gonna. We're just gonna say that it's anything with Stamos is just watch. <laughs> I'm. I mostly mean as far as like, is it transphobic or is it like really transpositive? I want to go positive. I feel like it, honestly, it never really shone a, a bad light on him no. because of his gender. Nope. It was more just like. Well, I mean, he wants to blow stuff up, but that's a totally separate story. <laughs> that has nothing that has to do with nothing any of the rest it. of it. But, um, yeah, that's what I was saying. Uh, I guess Gene Simmons was originally approached to be Sammy Kerr. He said he didn't want to be the undead rocker, but he loved Wolfman Jack, and he'd love to take the role of Nuke and do a little homage to Wolfman Jack. So it's why we've got the, oh, and why yep. it's totally seeming like a, like a Wolfman Jack. Okay, that makes sense. That is why. Okay, so he's he basically... Uh, he comes in, he's really upset about the death of Sammy Kerr, and he's like, well, we still got the records, and blah, blah, blah. And then and Gene Simmons basically is like, yeah, he was great, and he had a bunch of great songs. And then is like, also, he was a total turd. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he really, like, like switches on a dime. It's like, you don't know him, man. Yeah, I do. He yeah. was mad. He was, he was an angry guy. angry all the time. But, now, this is, this is where he gives him over the record. So, yes. He has the last, the only pressing. He has the, the acetate master. They tried to ban him, but they couldn't <laughs> stop. They couldn't stop him. Uh, so he has this album that is the last Ow. thing he ever did. Okay, hold on. <laughs> so Sammy Kerr set this up because he went to this high school. He knows Nuke. They went to school together. They were friends. That is, they established that they're friends in this little conversation. Yep. He said he wanted to do this. It was his idea. To broadcast this on Halloween. Okay. This is all part of his plan. That's how I have Now, the question is, is Nuke part of the part of the thing? He gives him the most evil fucking look, but that could just be Gene Simmons' resting evil face. Yeah. Also, do you think Sammy Kerr ever read any letters from Ragman? <laughs> and, and, and had Nuke give Ragman the record? Yes, I do. I that's, never thought of this. That's what that I adds think. a whole other dimension to this. Like, I feel like he was part of this plan to begin with. Yeah. Like, the idea was that Gene Simmons was put there or, you know, he knew this kid. He was like, this kid worships you. Mm -hmm. He was like, oh, yeah? Interesting. Give him this record, blah, blah, blah. And then kills himself and does all this crazy Which magic, could whatever. Which also lead to why Nuke wasn't there at the end. And it was on tape. Oh, yeah. Because he was like... 
fuck, I'll just make a pre-recording of this to play, and I'm going to bounce out of town. Get out of town. Oh, yeah. That's good. I like it. I think that is absolutely correct. Yeah. Um, Okay, so he has the acetate master because they've recorded it onto a tape. So there's a reel-to-reel that exists in this this radio station. He has the acetate master. Uh, Sammy's going to get him to play it midnight on Halloween. That's the plan. That's the plan. Uh, Okay, so then... They just he just bounces and meets his nerd friend by his locker. Yep. Uh, and then we're introduced to Leslie as well. Yep. She comes in and she we're introduced to the fact that she's one of the good ones of the bad ones. That's her only character trait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She is. Oh, this this movie does not pass the Bechdel test. If that's your question, no. <laughs> <laughs> does not. No. Uh, but it is. Uh, she's the only person that hangs with the cool kids, but does not be mean to Ragman. That's and this this is a problem for me. Mm-hmm. This whole like, I know that all my friends are total monsters, but I'm just gonna stay there yeah. and kind of but like agree with their behavior by not leaving. It's like sometimes they just take things too far, like locking somebody outside of a locker room completely naked in front of like 30 girls. Like that won't that won't scare you know, anybody. Like putting a weight in their backpack and, and dumping them in a pool. In a fucking swimming pool. You know. Holy you know, know attempted you murder. Murder. <laughs> you know, just fun <laughs> little just little murder. murder stuff. Yeah, these guys they are People do it every day. Geez, no big deal. <laughs> uh yeah, so so she invites him to a pool party. Mm-hmm. And then what we said just happens. It's like he knows that everyone in the school who's in this clique hates him, with the exception of Leslie. But he's also at that age <clears throat> where a girl invited him somewhere to a swimming pool. Like, like yeah, you're not going to go. Yep, exactly. <laughs> no, I, all of the character motivations yeah. are, are dead on. Yep. It's like, that's what you do, man. You're like, <laughs> nothing's going to stand in your way, even this horror. Yep. Uh, and so he shows up, and instantly the jocks are on him, and they're what like, "What the fuck are you doing? What here? the fuck are you doing here? How about you him, fucking leave? Get him the fuck out of here!" Yeah. But before they get him the fuck out of here, the main bully's girlfriend comes up and starts talking to him. No, I no, I have really important questions to ask yeah. him. Hold, hold on. Why are you so creepy? You know, is is it hard is it maintaining hard? this level of creepiness? <laughs> yes. Yeah. What do you mean? If you weren't such a creep, you'd probably understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And now you can thing, beat him up. The sad thing is, too, Ragman gets picked on for nothing. Like, yeah. He's just absolutely. a metalhead. That's it. Like, yeah. He's different in a high school. You go to high school at all? Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking awful. Yeah. <laughs> Those things are like fucking maximum security prisons. I did four years in that joint. <laughs> I did six months. <laughs> Boy, it was tough. <laughs> I made it through one semester as a freshman and then left. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I dropped out as a freshman <laughs> and I got my uh, my GED and then went to college. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I have a bachelor's, but I didn't go to college. I didn't go to high school. High school was stupid. Yeah, it was. I spent some time there and I was like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> These people are monsters. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so... Uh, so they, they're like, 
roughhousing with him. They put a they put one of those diving weights in his backpack, yeah. push him into the water, and he sinks like a stone. And, and he can't get his backpack can't, off. Can't get his backpack off. I mean, that would be fucking terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. <sighs> like, legitimately horrific. Yeah. There's a couple. Th- there's a couple things that happen in this movie that I. Uh, that I do find like you you felt that like yeah you could just imagine not being able to you've got a coat on you got a backpack and all of a sudden you're at the bottom of the pool and you can't get your damn backpack off like yeah that's the only thing that's gonna kill you is like I just need to get this fucking backpack off yeah and it's <laughs> th- this whole movie is it's an amazing movie for me because it's such a genre movie it's such a lowbrow concept such a lowbrow type of movie and it's such highbrow execution of mm-hmm. such a lowbrow concept. Yeah. And that is like my favorite thing in the entire world is when somebody like gives so much care to making something stupid. That's like <laughs> just like a dumb, crazy movie. And this is like the perfect example. We give so much care into making something stupid every Wednesday. We sure do guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Um, anyway. <laughs> okay. So uh, Leslie finally saves him from the bottom of the pool. Yep. Gets him, gets him out because he, she's a goodie. Because she's she's the only good one amongst these monsters. Everybody else just stands around and they're just gonna watch this dude die. Basically, so they realize they have to realize how serious this is after about a minute of him being underwater. Oh yeah, they don't and, they don't even move. And then when he gets out, they make fun of him. Yeah. Hey, you're in the shallow end, Weinbauer. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, you almost died, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> we all would have gone to prison for life. <laughs> no, no. Dork. Pri- bunch of privileged white kids yeah. probably would not have gone to prison mm, for life. Um, but either way, uh, he gets out, and then Leslie runs after him, and he unloads on her because she's the only one that will talk to him. Yeah. So. So even though she's the only good person there, he still is a dick to her. But well, he also thinks. She, but she set him up. Yeah, in his mind, she was a, the person that set him up. But she, she, her mom got home late. She didn't have the car to get there. So the one person that actually wanted Ragman at this place, who could have turned, yep. possibly turned the tide of hate turned against yeah. him, wasn't there at the time. Yep. Which led to the little swimming incident. Exactly. Uh, okay. Oh my God. I forgot the, my favorite fucking thing. The girl who was berating him. Yep. She said, do you even care who's running for student council? (laughs) (laughs) Which is a genius line. If you want people to think that you're just like a stuck up preppy idiot. Yep. That is, (laughs) that is fucking genius. Uh, okay. So I fucking never knew any of that stuff. When I was in high school. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't imagine. Uh, I'm Okay, so he says, I'm going to nail every one of those guys. Sounds much more sexual than it needed to, but that's fine. <laughs> I get it. That's only without context. <laughs> I'm going to nail every I'm going to nail, like, so many guys tonight. <laughs> uh, that is exactly how he should have said it. <laughs> Uh, so he's, he tells her that he's going to nail a bunch of guys. Uh, and then he goes home and has a dream that his house is on fire and he goes like, no, it was a, dr- it was a, a it vision was, of the hotel. It was a vision of the hotel, which also led me to the question, did Sammy kill himself or was that just a nightmare vision? Cause in the, in the vision of the hotel, we had people on fire and we had Sammy kind of doing like a, I yeah. don't know, like a tantric oh, yoga kind of thing. 100% he killed himself. He killed himself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This was, he was in a magic circle. Yep. His like like his assistant 
like it looked like his manager and his assistant or something like some record company executive oh, okay. were in the room with him. Yep. They're both on fire. Yeah. And he's that what that was? safe okay. in the middle of this magic circle and he's going to ascend to the astral plane or burn eventually or whatever. But he's doing his like or become electric, become electric boogie, oogie, oogie, oogie. <laughs> um, and so that's what he does. Um, <clears throat> so Ragman wakes up to his record skipping and some like back masking, like backwards speaking. Now, this part kind of annoyed me, but I don't know if it's only because I'm watching the movie now and not back then. Because, like, the backwards track, Mm -hmm. playing it back, it just seems so cliched to me. But, like, was it that cliched back then? In 86, it was, there were actual court cases going on saying that Ozzy Osbourne had gotten someone to shoot themselves. By putting something that sounded like get the gun, get the gun, shoot, 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 shoot. That was like a suicide solution, I think, was supposed to, like, if you played it backwards, it said get the gun, get the gun, shoot, 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 shoot. Yep. And, and did it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it sounds like that. It's just noises. <laughs> and they, they made it up. And even if it did, it's not going to get anybody to fucking kill themselves. Like, yeah. It's just crazy. Um, it actually said, have some fun, have some fun. Scoot, 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 scoot. With <laughs> a great defense in court. <laughs> One of my friends was pitching really hard to get a, a Trident gum commercial put together where it was just Ozzy in court. And he was like, oh, it says, no, it just says, get the gum, get the gum, chew, 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 chew. And I was like, man, that, that gum ad is never going to fly. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, it was just like it was just kind of groan-inducing to me to watch this because it was just it's just such a common right. cliched thing. But again, I don't know if it was as it prevalent is, yeah. back then as it is having what eighty six, so thirty years since this movie came for me yeah. that I've. Yeah. This was this was a, a thing that was on people's minds, and there were legitimately religious groups that believed that it was influencing people. Mm-hmm. They thought that backwards masking was actually influencing people to do things, uh, which is. Cuckoo bananas. Uh, okay, so he he hears the skipping and he goes, hmm, I wonder what happens if I back... So he backs it up and Sammy Kerr says, let the big fish hook themselves. You're the bait. The bait is you. And so <laughs> so he's like, aha. Be I, the bait. I know what that means. <laughs> I'm the bait. And so now we go into Home Alone territory. <laughs> Like, real cheap-ass, like, <laughs> basic bitch home alone. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put a chair here and a table. Done. I know. Well, the people are moving the table. Like <laughs> That table he, was not even his idea, did damn Did he it. know that was going to no. happen? No. But, yeah, so. But we're to assume that but, Satan helped with that one. But the whole plan setup that we see him do is put a wheelie chair out in a hallway <laughs> And then just kind of like bank on the fact that no teacher or janitor or anything Nobody's would like gonna put that move chair it. away. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes into the the cafeteria and he confronts Tim, the bully that tried drowning him. And Tim goes, "Hey, it's Aquaman." It's Aquaman. And Eddie says something bad. I was like, "You know what, Tim? Take this." And he just kicks his Eat lunch this. tray. Up. Eat this. Eat this. And, and he just kicks his, all his food in his face. And Tim's like, "You're dead." And then they chase after him. And what was Eddie's main plan here? Like, is he's he, the bait. The bait is him. You can't run Let away Let the big forever. fish hook themselves. Like, it's not like he was leading them into a death trap where they die. Like, they're gonna get back at him. <laughs> I, 
I agree. I don't think he thought this through. N- of course he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no way he had this planned so that it would work out the way it did. So also as we get this He just load, put his faith in Sammy Kerr. Yeah. Be he's, the bait. He's one of Rock's chosen warriors. He's going to rule the fucking apocalypse. Jesus. <laughs> so that's a big deal, guys. <laughs> and we also, we say this comment a lot around here, but it turns into a Scooby-Doo cartoon here. So oh, Eddie's just yeah. running. The bullies are chasing after him. And as they run out of the cafeteria, there's tables being moved. So one of the bullies gets taken out by them. Taken out by a table. He runs around the corner and he... Uses that chair that he set out. One of the bullies gets taken out by the chair. Eddie runs around another corner, knocks over a mop bucket, and then we have this hilarious shot. Of a guy dying. Yeah. There's, a, <laughs> there's a, a fun little scene where a stuntman falls to his death. Yeah. Uh, he he literally just falls like, on his back, shoots sh- out the door and down a concrete staircase <laughs> through the air. <laughs> well, needs- that guy's spine's gone. Yeah, all you need to do is add a Fred Olin Ray sound effect there. <laughs> Bing! <laughs> Yeah, uh, that was that was awesome. And then they get into the library and they all start doing uh, fast power walking because they're like trying to way way to get like straight Flintstones on this shit. Oh yeah, like they they do this little like oh well we can't run in the library, library so, so we gotta walk we gotta move really fast but look like we're walking again. I thought it was really fun. It is really fun, but it's so. It's so weird. It's, it's like so a movie nuts. switches gears into this like mini cartoon pratfall yeah. gag reel. And I think minute. it does this a lot. Yeah. But it somehow manages to keep its tone, yep. which I think is like part of the brilliance of this movie where a lot of movies that go into slapstick or nonsense, they can't come back. Mm-hmm. Like they never get to a point where you feel like the threats are real anymore. You're yeah. like, okay, this is now it's just a Looney Tunes cartoon. Nothing means anything, but somehow things seem to still remain valid throughout this thing. Like, you're, you're constantly concerned for the characters in the movie. Yeah. So eventually they run the corner, and the bullies just see one door shut. And they're like, oh, he must be in there. Again, this scene makes no sense. He's so- Satan is helping this move, ah. move smoothly, though. Let's face it. He's getting a boost from Satan. So the bully grabs the fire extinguisher off the wall, and he has his friend open the door. And the minute the door is open, he's just like, you're a dead man! But it's the teacher's lounge, and he covers everybody in foam. But, like, how did he know he would be there, or the size of the room, or, like, and anything? The best part of it is that, like, he's got the thing has a handle on it. Like, he can move the nozzle away, but instead he's just, he just spraying all the, the teacher. teachers constantly, <laughs> which is very fun. And uh, I love the shot, too, of the teachers looking at him, with just, like, the sad kind of, like, what the fuck, face? <laughs> you know we're going to fucking end you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they do, I mean, the worst punishment ever. He has to do genitorial genitorial duty for almost three hours. Do you have any idea what people stick under desks? <laughs> that was a good line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I expected him to pull out like a big like wad of gum and force Ragman to eat it after he said that line. I yeah, I did too. But anyway. Okay. So he, the th- they go back, they go back to his room and he and Roger are hanging out and he plays the, he plays the thing. He tries to show him the, the back masking, yep. plays it backwards. And he's like, I don't know. I There's don't hear anything. There. He's like, sounds like, you know, fuck with fire and whatever makes up a bunch of really funny metal names. I like Roger's line too, where he's like, it's just a scam. People, make, people make you pull your records backwards. So you wear it out and you have to go buy another <laughs> you have one. to go buy a new one, which is pretty clever. I was yeah. like, oh yeah, I guess it kind of probably is that. Um, so 
Eddie leaves. Oh, no. I mean, uh, other guy. Uh, Roger. Roger. Roger leaves. And then Eddie's like, well, fuck this. And he plays it again. And he's like, blah, blah, blah. And he heard, hears him say, Ragman. Yeah. So Sammy's talking to him. And then he has an evil laugh afterwards. The... um. Editing, sound editing here is really great too. So good with the with the laughing, the double track yeah. laughing coming out the left 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 and right channel and and layering there like uh, it's trippy sound. Yeah, great. Yep. Um, he then he then asks him a question. He's like, "So what's the plan? Nail them, nail them all." Yeah. So revenge, remember? <laughs> and mom knocks and interrupts them. I like how Sammy says, "Quiet too." He's like, "Be quiet." Be and then the record and player the- stops and shuts off when his mom knocks on the door. Yep. And then uh, he goes it's back. The, it's also strangely the first time we meet Ragman's mom, and we're good like half an hour into the movie. Yeah, well, th- I mean that's part of it is that she's part of his his sad tale of being this she's type of metalhead is that he she's a single mom. Well, I guess shown by the him doing the laundry in the yep. morning. S- single mom, you know, she's never around. She has to work constantly. He's a latchkey kid. Blah blah blah. We only see his cat once too in the big being. He's doing laundry. Oh yeah. Did you even notice the cat? I did notice the cat. We mostly see his hamster. Yeah. His hamster survives this movie. I was so but sure. So does that a cat, too. Probably. I don't know so, if we ever see it again. So sure that <laughs> Sammy Kerr was going to kill that fucking hamster. Usually whenever you see a cat or a hamster or something in this movie with this kind of baddie. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be like, I'm not doing your plan. <laughs> I just killed your hamster. I do the same to you, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... As, as we all know, metalheads are very fond of animals. They just yep. don't like people. Yeah. Um, so, he... This would get an A+. Plus. There's a, have you ever seen that website that does the um, animal deaths in movies? Where it warns you, like, dog <laughs> yes, will die, cat I have. will die. Yeah, yeah. Be like, trick yep. or treat. Gets a 100% score oh, from 100% us. 100% <laughs> score for not killing any of the animals. Um, and then Sammy drops a very important line, which is, Metal Machine 6-6 Crush. Uh... And he, obviously, Ragman can interpret that. It's room 66 of the metal shop, That's I guess? why he was there. I was going to bring up this topic that I had no idea. Yeah, he said Metal Machine 66 Crush, and he go, he's like, hmm, that would be the the metal shop. It's room 66. Yeah. Okay, so, so then we there. cut to Ragman in the metal shop. In a sweet fucking alternative tentacle shirt, yep, too. Yep, yep. Uh, okay, so that answered my question. I, I was just... Uh, I guess I missed that line when I watched this because I was like, why is he just sitting alone in a metal shop <laughs> eating another fucking Twinkie by himself? They're getting so much Twinkie sponsorship. And I also, also thought it was funny that he was just listening to music, too, where he's just like, man, you got to know that these bullies are after you and you're just going to leave yourself defenseless to hear them coming. Yeah, but it's Sammy Kerr music. Yeah, it's protecting him. Well, not from being knocked on the floor, but uh, yeah. So he sits down to listen to his Walkman and eat his Twinkie. Which he doesn't know how to fucking open. He just constantly bites them open with his teeth. Who does that? It's so upsetting to watch. <laughs> uh, the bullies show up, and uh, and Eddie's like he says that line about the working janitorial duty all and, morning. And they're both in a shirt and tie. They're both. Well, there's a reason for that. Oh, just to set up That's the scene. The only reason. Yep. It's the only reason. Uh, you know what people leave under desks, and then he flips the desk. Eddie's, that scene looks great. Yeah, it, it looked painful as fuck, yeah. actually. I, I had a, a real cringe when I saw him hit the ground. It's the same stuntman that flew down the stairs and oh, shot it the same day. Wait, are, you guys, are you guys serious? 
that yeah that drop like because he's in one of those shitty school seats that's like the seat and the desk are the same thing yeah and he just flips him right he over on flips his him side. right over yeah uh and then he picks him up and he throws him into a mop bucket on the floor yeah he's like slides him across the floor he smacks his face on the wall and, and he's it's bleeding almost out his like nose. a cartoon yeah very like, cartoony just like he slides into the gym in the beginning you're right man this movie bounces between slapstick yeah. but it's still serious and this is another part that I was talking about with the pool scene that really gave me anxiety is when the bully started throwing, throwing the, wrenches. the wrenches so he grabs like a big wrench off the wall of the shop and he's yeah. just like do you think I'm a wuss and he just chucks it right at him yeah. against the wall picks up a bigger wrench you think I'm a wussy wussy panty panty something wussy, something. Weak, <laughs> wussy milky weak tit <laughs> weak tit he said something like yeah, that it was, weak tit. it was definitely weak, weak tit. tit that's great and then no, chucks, I'm a strong tit. Yeah, and then chucks another wrench at him, and I'm just like, holy shit, that would be scary if yeah. you're sitting there and some guy's like, and that's that's the real fear. Like, I when he's in his car, self driving later on, I'm like, yeah. okay, that's yeah, no, but that couldn't happen. But when you actually think about yourself just getting somebody throwing a wrench at you from four feet away, like that's spooky shit. The bully shit in this is really like it's legitimately scary. Yeah, uh, it's very much. I mean, it sets it sets them up to be worthy of killing Mm -hmm. like it really does where you're like i will not feel bad when tim gets murdered no (laughs) like nobody really worries about that it's not like he ripped up his math test yeah he chucked wrenches he chucked wrenches (laughs) at his head uh so (laughs) so he gets over he's like he basically leans over to grab the next wrench and then this some sort of metal lathe or like press or something yep. don't know what the machine was it's a six six crusher it's apparently the six six crusher <laughs> uh and it revs up and whirls his tie up and slams his face down into the mechanism and this giant lathe just starts coming yeah. up basically, basically it would stab right through his head yeah and it's just slowly coming at him and there are sparks flying out the back so his friend can't get to him so it's like it's it's keeping his friend at bay <laughs> And the only person oh, who could sparks. get <laughs> exactly, <laughs> uh, and so the only one who could get to him is Eddie uh, to to shut off the main mm-hmm. the main breaker, and so Eddie gets over to the main breaker and just slowly waits for the thing to get as, as close as it possibly can, as possibly can. like literally touching him, and then he shuts it off. Yeah, and then the bullies do something that bullies don't do. Which is leave after the danger's passed. Well, what would have happened here, were this a real real life situation, is he would have freed himself and then beaten the ever living piss out of, <laughs> out of Eddie. Yes and no. I think of the scene that he might have been too traumatized from just about to die. Like he was like, yeah, maybe. Holy shit! I need to take a minute. I wish Ooh. he peed his pants at the scene. I, I wish that would be that would have actually made, made it made the scene work better he would not i feel like he wouldn't have felt like attacking eddie yeah if he, he pissed like, himself down, and he was like pee, and he's like this we're not no, done yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. yep. yep i would have been into that drop the ball movie where's the piss <laughs> where's the pee <laughs> uh okay uh yes uh so eddie's totally stoked with how that went down too he, oh yeah he peels out in the Ragman mobile and just like screeches down the street. Ooh, pops in a semi curtain. Yep, <laughs> he's really stoked. Uh, and uh, and then we cut to mom, who's in in his room. <laughs> the scene crack going out. through his stuff. She's like, "What? What? Like she knows her son at least a bit." She picks up like a studded bracelet and she's like, "What the fuck is this?" Like she's yeah. never seen him wearing it. 
she, she starts picks, looking at all the records and it's like all metal records. She's like, oh, skulls, skulls. I thought he was a Tiny Tim fan. <laughs> like, <laughs> he has a gigantic stereo. She must have heard some of this oh, at yeah. some point. Uh, my favorite part is that uh, that one of our friends is featured prominently the Rise of the Mutants album, Impaler. So that was pretty cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, we did. Oh, oh that's right. I should cross-promote this, right. by the way. Didn't if, you have an interview with why, if in you the Funbox would... <laughs> Monster Emporium magazine? In fact, if you'd like to read an interview with my friend Bill Lindsay from Impaler, it would be in the first Funbox Monster magazine, available at CoastCityComics.com. And available at the shop. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Free high five with purchase. Absolutely. Okay. Sorry. Enough of that. <laughs> so, Mom bumps the stereo and it plays so loud that it starts smashing glasses everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And the mom's like, oh, oh my God. She started, she's trying to turn it down. She's hitting the equalizer. She's doing all these things. She can't get it to do anything. And just like shit smashing and exploding all over, all over the place. And then Eddie comes home, opens the door, and the stereo shuts off instantly. And she's like, I was just put, I was putting away your laundry. It's because it's clean. <laughs> it's like, okay. And all the equalizer levels are back to where they were before it yeah. happened. Continuity era or, oh, or not? No. <laughs> I mean, Sammy Kerr is a musician. He doesn't want to fuck up the equalizer. Yeah. He wants to bring it back to sounding good. <laughs> he knows he's going to be listening to his records on it. Um, yeah. So... Oh, um, he puts on the record again to try and talk to Sammy. And instead of talking to Sammy this time, the record, there's a tape in the deck. Yeah. And it dubs itself. It flies through in fast motion in reverse or forward or whatever it is. What the hell was the thing that he picked up at first, too? He, like, picked up... Is this where he lights the candle, too, before doing that? Oh, maybe. He, like, picks up a thing off the thing, he lights the candles, then all of a sudden the record dubs itself. So it was almost like hmm. he was doing some weird ceremony to make it. No, oh, weird. I don't know. Yeah. Huh. It's one of those things that the movie kind of just yeah. skips over and doesn't really convey that well. Missed so that. So if you know, Sorry. call in right now. <laughs> call in. Uh, yeah. So cut to the school with a Gene Simmons VO. He's like, so they bled, they banned him from playing his own high school, <laughs> but they couldn't stop him. Uh, Halloween special something, 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 something. Gene yep. Simmons crap. Uh, and... Gene's like, yeah, it's in my contract. I only get to be on camera once. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so... I'll phone in and like record my voice, maybe. Eddie leaves that tape that was dubbed yep. as, a, peace a, as a peace offering for Tim the bully, mm-hmm. which in any real world, he would have either smashed it or thrown it in the trash or whatever. But instead, he keeps it. Um, so... Uh, and also there's this scene of the, the nerd friend Roger looking up a girl's dress. Just Oh, yeah. Just for How did nobody scene. call him on that? Like <laughs> Roger is just like the cheerleaders hanging up a banner and Roger is just standing there. Yep. Uh, like not even catching glances, just straight up staring in yep. the middle of the hallway as everybody walks by and nobody like tells her or like nobody, calls him a pervert. Nobody wants to look at Roger, I think. <laughs> I think they're just so over Roger that they don't even want to talk to him. Um. <clears throat> So now Eddie's dressed up like a member of Quiet Riot. What the fuck? Yeah, he's got like a... He's like full-on glam black uh, with, the, with the chain motif. He's got oh. a t-shirt with chains all over it. Chains uh, all over his... Just like another movie we had, uh, Mistakes shirt was also screen printed oh, chains yeah. on it. 
Dang. Oh man, it's all coming together. Welcome to the best of the Funbox Monster <laughs> podcast. Uh, turning into a fucking clip show. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got like so he's got that weird like rolled up bandana like uh like an aerobics instructor. Yeah. Like, not really kind of very metal looking. Uh, but he is full of confidence now. Yep. He's just like On Leslie. Top of the world. Leslie comes over to talk to him, and he's like, "Hey, yeah, sure, whatever. That's cool. Hey, All right. good looking. I'll See. be back to pick you up later." <laughs> <That's> basically, was. <laughs> hey, what are those? Yeah. They're pants. They look good on you. They're you. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Leslie and the nerd are concerned. They give like a mm, look. <laughs> 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 a March Simpson yeah, exactly. look. Couldn't, uh, couldn't do it. And then we cut to the the bully and the girlfriend <laughs> making out in the car. So Tim and his girlfriend are making out in the car, and Tim has to go pee. Because apparently he's drunk? drunk. We never see him drink a beer. But would he, like, have acts. would have one hundred percent been better if they had a little mise en scene with a couple of crushed beer cans in the. I totally thought when he went out, opened the door to pee that we get that cliche of all the beer cans falling so out of the car. Did I? It didn't happen though. So yep. Props for not going the cliche route. Yeah. So he stumbles out to go pee, and she's like, "I'm bored. I'm gonna listen to some music or whatever." So and she grabs the the Panasonic headphones. Doesn't like the first tape she sees. Nope, but there's a very shiny one there. So I like also, the I like the look of the the dub tape. Me too. It's cool. It's just like a, there's no labeling mm. on it, but it's all solid steel and shiny. Yeah, yeah. And also kudos to them for not having him have it in his headphones, like to not already be in. Yep. The thing where she actually had to find it and be like, oh, what's this? Yep. I thought that was cool. I thought that was helpful. Um, and so she puts it in, and it starts sexing her up. It starts playing like. Sexy music and like Ghostbusters mist pours out of the headphones. It's like the mist from uh, City of Lost Children that falls flies around. Yes, it is. <laughs> and it unbuttons her shirt and gives the movie its only nudity. Yep. And straight up gratuitously lingers on it for yes. a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so she's super into it. Uh, until she finally opens her eyes and realizes that there's a big, goofy Halloween demon there. <laughs> there's, like, big, rubbery, hilarious... Reminded me of the Tales from the Dark Side gargoyles. Yep. It was also made by <clears throat> Kevin Yeager, fun fact. Yeah, uh, Kevin Yeager, who was also in the band at the end. Yep. Uh, yeah, so... So, big... Double fun fact. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so, it looks great. It's this giant rubber monster. Yep. Yeah, it looks great, and it's tonguing her up, and uh, and uh, she starts screaming. Uh, Tim runs back to the car, and she looks is, dead. She's like, she's kind of, she's smoking. Yeah. Like the inside of the car is full of smoke, and he grabs her her earphone, uh, and it does that Kevin Yeager effect that he loves so much, where like in all the Freddy movies and everything, where yep. it's burned to her head, and it just kind of peels off like pizza. Uh, it looks great. Yep. Now my one my one problem with the scene we were talking about this before we even started is this is the only giant rubber monster you're gonna see in the whole movie. It doesn't come back either. Yeah, it's the only time you'll see a giant weird ass demon monster. It's which seems out of place. It wouldn't be out of place if there were more. Yeah, weird I agree. Demon mon- and this is where I feel the movie does drop the ball a little bit. I wish there was more surrealistic kills with the demons and creatures because. 
we find out that that demon was Sammy Kerr. Right. Essentially. So it'd be cool if he manifested himself as other goblins and stuff throughout yeah, the movie, but that I, never happens again. I do yeah. agree. I think there's there there was definitely some room for that 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 they didn't they didn't take that route. And I feel like if they weren't going to take that route, then maybe just excise the one rubber monster. Yeah. Because the rubber monster is so out of place. I mean, that whole scene would have worked <clears throat> equally as well as if she started doing that and then all of a sudden started feeling her ears and started freaking out and, like, her headphones wouldn't come off. Yeah. And she couldn't get them off and then she screamed, then the boyfriend came. Yeah. Hey, it would have worked just the same. Agreed. But the monster looked cool. <laughs> it did. It did. It was fun. Um, what was I going to say? Why would um, I complain about that? Like, no. <laughs> oh, we got this awesome looking rubber uh, monster from Kevin Yeager. It was so fucking stupid. So stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was, yeah, that's strange. But I also, I wonder why there wasn't gore in this movie. Why That's this movie, another way it drops the ball. Like, like, there's a head explosion with zero gore in this movie. Mm-hmm. That's a very strange move. And especially near the end. Uh, imagine if the end, um, Battle of the Bands, where he was shooting oh the Oh, my bolts. God. Imagine if that was, like, Dead Alive. <sighs> where everything was just, everybody exploded into, into gore guts. Amazing. <sighs> that would have... But I think because this was a theatrical release, mm-hmm. I think they were worried about it getting into theaters. Yeah. I think that there were probably enough but issues. But I feel they played it too safe. They, I think they did play it too safe. And I wonder if that's why we never saw Tim drinking beer, because that would have been a minor drinking beer. Oh, my God. I wonder if that was why it was just... Could be. Yeah. I mean, this is an R-rated movie. Yes. But, yeah, that's very strange. I mean, it doesn't look like they were going for... But at the same time, we got all that nudity from... Yeah. So. Weird. Yeah. Huh. Oh, well. Anyway. Oh, well. (laughs) Okay, so Tim sees that it's Eddie's tape. So he knows. He's like, ah, she was listening to Eddie's tape. Okay. Uh, and I got another problem with this down the road. Significant, we'll significant glance. And so <laughs> then we cut to this this little fun cameo of Ozzy as the preacher. <laughs> that and was great. It, it was fun. There were some dumb little, there were some fun little dumb dialogue yeah. where he's like, uh, so I have this record here. It's called uh, Do It Like a Dog. That must be something <laughs> about animal behavior. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just filth. It's just a bunch of filth. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. So that was fun. But then Tim goes to Ragman's house to confront him. Oh, we, we miss a fact where oh. Sammy Kerr comes out, though, and takes the f- Ozzy's, pulls Ozzy's face. No, that's later. That's, that's later. That's the oh, second oh, time. Oh, okay. That's the second time Ozzy shows up. Okay. So this is what the part I was referencing earlier where Tim shows up. Okay. Weinbauer! Yes. <laughs> and I love this scene. So Eddie goes out to oh. confront him, and he's got two really gnarly-looking jack-o'-lanterns on his front steps. And as he gets out there to talk to Tim... The flames start rising up. As he gets angrier. Yeah, and the lighting on Eddie's face during it just looks great. And Tim's just like, you're into some weird shit, man. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just stay away from me. Yep. Which I loved. I thought it was great. And also, yeah. And she tells him that that, that girl is not dead. She's in the hospital. Yes. He, she, She's not dead. She's just that in the hospital. Yep. Um, and another question. I mean, this might be your problem down the road. Because in my mind, this scene would have been him throwing the tape at him and seeing, saying, I don't want this anywhere near me. I don't want you anywhere near me. Just stay away from that me. That was my problem down the Why line. does he hold on? He, or if he knows why, this tape is like was able to kn- kill her almost. My question was, why wouldn't that tape go to the police? 
He would have either thrown it back, being like, take this cursed shit away from me, or he would have given that evidence to the police. Not just have it still sitting in his car for Roger to pick up later on. Agreed. I thought that was a dumb part. Yep, I agree with both of Fuck those. Fuck this movie, it's trash. <laughs> hey, good night, everybody. <laughs> no, <laughs> this movie is awesome. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so now he knows that, that Sammy's doing some stuff, some extracurricular stuff that he doesn't approve of. Yep. Uh, and he goes and talks to the record again, and he says... He wants to stop. Yeah, what happened to Jenny? Oh, yeah. Cheap thrills. Cheap thrills. <laughs> and he's like, no, no. I don't want I don't want to have any part of this. And he's like, nail them all, nail them all, nail them all, nail them all. I love that sound of that. <laughs> I love that, too. That's again with the double laugh tracks and all the <laughs> and yeah. panning. And Ragman's like, oh, I'm really worried. And he's like, no wimps, no false metal. <laughs> Which false I loved. <laughs> Uh, Leslie, she set you up. <laughs> and then he's like, no, no, she didn't. And then the mom knocks on the door. Who's in there? You've yeah. got to let me in. Let her in. We'll nail her, too. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Phrasing. And I love this. So he does let the mom in and he's all sweaty. No, he, he goes out into the hallway. He's like, oh, he doesn't let her in. Yeah. He's like, he intentionally stops her at the door. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he's like, what's wrong with you? I'm all sweaty. And he's like, oh, no, I'm just tired. And like, can you get me some soup? Which <laughs> cracked me up because I was like, I'm all sweaty. Let me. <laughs> I need some hot soup to cool down. You have a fever. Yeah, and, and some soup. <laughs> some soup. That's great. Uh, is that so, Alfred Hitchcock clue? Yes, it is. Neat. <laughs> so, uh, so he tries to unplug the, uh, the stereo and gets electrocuted. Yep. Uh, and... Uh, Oh, we do that cool thing where all the stereo comes to life yeah. and lights up, and the and the Pepsi can knocks over onto the record and it starts steaming, it starts it's so bubbling. Hot. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. Really good, like demonic stereo. The whole room is shaking. Every like shit's falling off the the walls mm-hmm. and everything. And they do the face gag, the 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 Nightmare on Elm Street rubber wall face gag with yep. the speaker. Oh, so good. And then everything goes quiet. Yeah. And the hamster survived this entire ordeal. Everything's still? yeah. Somehow yep. he's still alive. And and then as we're like, we get like like twenty seconds of silence in a darkened room, and then <laughs> boom, <laughs> yep, Sammy Kerr appears. A little late, <laughs> really late. We're and, like we're like fifty minutes into the movie so far. And this is when this is when the TV turns on. And then oh, Ozzy shows scene, up yeah. on the TV, that and he just kind awesome. of yeah, he just kind of wipes him away. I don't yeah. know what happened to him. The screen goes digital. He like right. puts his hand on the screen, and he Ozzy puts his hands up, and, and the like, screen distorts. Screams. And he screams like pain, like ah. And, he, and there's another TV gag later on. There's too. There's good TV gag yeah. later on. Uh, so, <laughs> Sammy, instead of killing Ragman, which you kind of would have thought would have been his move. He says, you should be more loyal to your heroes. They can turn on you. Yeah. But I've also wondered, like, what's Sammy Kerr's main motivation here? Because he is, like, he's attacking people that love him. Like. Is, no, he's not. No? No, that that entire school doesn't give a shit. They're all a bunch of airheads and uh, whatever else is. Oh, okay. You know, like, that whole school is, like, making fun of this one metalhead. There's, like, one metalhead in the school. But they were all rocking out to him at the end. Him and Roger. Mm-hmm. Both. Yeah. Were, you know, like, the two metalheads that everyone was making fun of. 
There, yep. They didn't have any other friend group, and I think they were the only real... Gotcha. ...what Sammy Kerr would have considered his real fans. But at the dance at the end, everybody seemed to love Sammy Kerr. It was magic. Although, except that one girl who was like, this guy's better than the real Sammy Kerr. <laughs> well, uh, she would still love it just as much if you told her that that is... <laughs> that's true. Okay. Um, so he takes a baseball bat to his stereo, destroys the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> And then he calls Roger. This, this was unfortunately too convoluted and stupid. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, I would really blow it with my mom if I left. And it's like, that is not, that's not strong enough motivation to, to keep. It's like, dude, you're talking life or death your, shit here. Yeah. This was. Roger, this was, I need you to help me out. I'm grounded. I need to find something and destroy it. But I can't leave because my mom I'm, would be really mad at my, me. I would really blow it with my mom. Yeah. Is what he says. And it's just like, who fucking cares? She's never even there, kid. Go <laughs> switch fucking loads of laundry. Go yeah. s- break this tape. <laughs> yeah, no, no way. But okay, so, and another another weird motivation issue in this one was was him. So Roger agrees to do this, dresses up like a cat burglar, <laughs> <laughs> like he's in the movie Sneakers or something, yeah. and he's like, <laughs> he's got a coat hook, takes his moped over to Tim's house. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, BMX, I think. No, or, it was a moped. Oh, it is, okay, he was just pedaling yep. it to get up to the speed, and then it kicked on. Yeah, when he <laughs> ran away. Yep. Okay. So he's he actually breaks into Tim's car. Oh, he doesn't need to. He tries to at first. Then he realizes the damn door is oh, unlocked. Right. Okay. Then he opens it up, and the tape is just right there on Tim's front seat. Yep. The tape that Tim knows is the thing that killed Gina, or not killed her, but fucked he, her up. Yeah. He um, basically he, assumes that this is some sort of demonic thing. Yeah. That killed nearly killed his girlfriend. He even yells at Eddie for what yeah. the hell did you put on that tape? Why is that thing still in your car? I would have thrown it in the fire. Yeah. But, you know, that's just me. Or, again, <clears throat> turn that into the police. Like, uh, hey, officer, I don't know what happened. What was on but this? This but... tape melted my... This <laughs> tape uh, took my girlfriend's clothes off and melted her ears. Yeah. So, maybe that's... <laughs> maybe it's something you want to look into. I'm just going to keep it here to listen to later on the draft home. <laughs> I do want to check it out, though. So, if I could just keep it, that'd be cool. Um <clears throat> I got home and I was naked with melty ears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Then Tim gets naked. And I, yeah. Oh, my God. This thing's just sexing up everybody in town. Cheap thrills. <laughs> so, Roger. Roger lies about destroying the tape. Like a total turd. What was his motivation there, too? Was that... Was it that, was, is it was before he put it on too, right? Yeah, it's so it's not like he got possessed by Sammy to lie or anything. No, this is just basically saying that he thinks that his friend is so. What I'm what my problem is is that he he has like basically a two part plan here: grab the tape, destroy the tape. Yep. The dangerous part is breaking into a person's car to steal it, mm-hmm. and then destroying it is the simple part. And he fails to do the second part, but managed to do the first part. Why wouldn't he just lie about the first part? Okay, I can um, to defend the second part. I can see what he didn't know it was on that tape, and there's no label on that tape, and that tape looks neat. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you want to know what's on that tape if it's so important that it needs to be destroyed? That's true. You, okay, your curiosity would totally so get he's the probably, best. So that's probably why he lied about destroying yeah. it. I guess. Yeah, you're yeah. probably right. So that's why. Um, and so he does not destroy it, and he puts it in the tape deck. It's semi time. And yep, he puts it on, and then the electricity goes bonkers while he's trying to make a 
milkshake something uh, yeah he's making some kind of damn thing in a blender some, some yeah. gross thing in a blender <laughs> i think it had peanut butter, peanut butter and milk. hershey's oh, syrup Jesus. and everything yeah oh, did not look great um so sammy kerr appears all sorts of lightning burned face blah 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 um and he uh he basically proves that he's legit because the old lady from the PTA from before comes on the TV. Mm-hmm. Like he switches through channels with his mind. Did you recognize who that lady was? Uh, no. Large Marge from Pee Wee's. Holy Big shit! It was Alice Nunn. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he he finds her and then just grabs her out of the TV, <laughs> and as she comes through, she's just a smoking husk. By the time she gets into his hands, drops her on the carpet. And she's just like laying there on the carpet in a big burning pile. And it would have been a perfect effect if the husk was just a little bit bigger. <laughs> I thought. Oh, uh, I thought it was great. <laughs> she's a little lady. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, no, she's not. <laughs> okay. Um, and he says, play my record or die. Yeah. Is, is his big threat. Does he even say play to the dance, though? I think he does. I think he says tonight at the school dance, play okay, my record or die. I missed that line. I was just like, How did, where did Roger get the dance from? So, so now he's going to play this, this album at the school dance, but not before he has to vacuum up the old lady <laughs> off his car, awesome. which was my favorite part. You never see that. Like that's supernatural movies with like insane things. Like yeah. you never see like the aftermath. Oh, Oh boy! So uh, forensics here is is at the scene of these uh, Nightmare on Elm Street killings, and uh, we got a pizza that's got a bunch of faces on it. I don't. What the fuck are we gonna do with this? There's also a lady who turned into a like a cockroach, and she's in a little trap here. Should we have a funeral for her? Do we take her out of the little thing? <laughs> what the hell are we gonna do, guys? This is weird. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Roger the Responsible vacuums, <laughs> he vacuums the old lady off his He carpet. doesn't want to get into it with his mom, you know? Yeah. So he vacuums up the... I'm going to really be in deep with my mom if she <laughs> finds this corpse in her carpet. That's a good vacuum if that can <laughs> vacuum up a whole corpse. Um, oh, it was, du- it was turning to dust. So that's it's just, true. He was, just, he was banging it, too. <laughs> That's right. It's kind of like a log. It's kind of like a dead log on a fire. Yeah, he was just kind of crushing it until. (laughs) Oh my god, so good. Um, So, uh, so Ragman's mom's boyfriend shows up at their house dressed up as Rambo for a (laughs) Halloween party that they're going to. He's uh, that's the joke. He's little and nerdy, and he's dressed as Rambo. (laughs) Yep, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) And then. One of the best boom mic shots I've ever seen. Come oh, in. jeez, it's obnoxious. It was, like, not only was it a boom mic shot, but they put a fucking red windsock on it. So it's like even more obnoxious than it would be normally. And I'm a person that normally doesn't notice that. When I read movie reviews, people are like, the boom mic kept going into the screen. I'm like, I didn't notice it once. <laughs> this one, you can't not notice. Because it. it's red. <laughs> it's red and it comes down and it's hanging a good three, four inches off the top of the screen. It's so it's so like it should have just come down and bonked them in the head. It was so far down. Um, oh, what yeah. movie was that when they did actually do that? <laughs> yeah, that's... But that's it. Uh, so... And now we cut to the to the super white high school where they're listening to Houdini. Um, and Eddie's at home. He's like, fuck this. I'm not going out. I've solved the problem. There's no more supernatural shit for me to deal with. Yep. Home. It's fine. Uh, Leslie calls and says, come on, come to the party. He's like, no, I'm sick. Whatever. Don't want to don't want to leave the house. Blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, wait. 
What's that music in the background? Because Roger put the <laughs> it's damn something team. Roger brought, yeah. and he just instantly hangs up the phone and just runs into the ragmobile. He runs to the ragmobile, <laughs> but first there's a trick or treater at the door. Is like, and he just grabs the again, like breaking up these like horror scenes with just like a little fun like physical comedy bit. He just dumps the the candy into the kid's trick or treat bag, the whole yeah. the whole tray of it, and she's like, "Wow, thanks." <laughs> I think this scene because this is the second time he answered the door, or she was there. First, he tried trick or treating, and he was like, "No, I'm busy." Yeah, or something on the phone. I think the scene would have been funnier if, like, once he heard that music, he's like, "Shit!" He ran to the door and just bowled her right <laughs> over the sides into the bushes <laughs> and into the ragmobile. Like, yes, that would have been funny. <laughs> That would have been too much. That would have been too yeah. Adam Sandler movie esque. Yeah. <laughs> like that would have been maybe maybe above and beyond. Um, okay, I wanted that to happen. <laughs> yeah, and then we get our classic possessed car. Oh yeah, super fun. Um, I, I uh, fun f- not fun fact, but w- when I was watching this movie the second time before coming here, I was watching it at a uh, faster speed so I could <laughs> I could crank it all out. And that scene with the possessed car really looked like Evil Dead Two when it was like sped up. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so if you if, if you watch this on the VLC, nice. up the speed a little bit, and you got a little evil, and it's a big yellow car, too, so it almost yeah. looks like Ash's car, and so that whole scene gave me a nice little Evil Dead vibe oh, when I was watching this. That's awesome. But uh, I, I think that car scene shot here is beautiful. Like, uh, yeah, again, everything in this movie is quality beyond the type of movie that it is. I mean, we've all seen this scene before. Yes. Like, holy shit, the car's on, it's alive. Yeah, and it's talking to him, and it's like... Didn't we already do another movie with a car that came alive? That would be 976 Evil 2. Yeah. Yeah, this was a very (laughs) 976 Evil 2 thing. I mean, obviously, before 976 Evil 2. So, yeah, but the car's great. It uh, it drives itself under... um, a tractor trailer truck shredding the roof off of it. The the one when he's going over the bridge and there's the guy in the ghost costume on the bike. Yes. <laughs> and he runs the guy into the river. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just kind of like flies off. No. It was a beautiful scene. Yep. It was just like really fun craziness. Um, Eventually he finally gets to end up stopping the tape somehow. I think he finally unplugs the, 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 the tape. Wires yeah, the wires. Yeah, the wires. He rips them out. And uh, the car just stops right at the very edge of a bridge of a thing busted out bridge like a under it, construction it bridge like a, it almost looked like a drawbridge the ones that kind of raise up the middle part maybe but yeah uh, we never really see it get to that point. yeah no idea what the actual bridge is um <clears throat> but he is like just about to go over so he gets out and then we we cut to uh back to the the big party to the big halloween party uh and this is the the kickers Yes. Come on, we've got the, they turned down the music, the dumb teacher talks for a few minutes wearing Groucho glasses. No point. No yeah. point. And then the kickers come on with Kevin Yeager playing. And then Sammy Kerr comes out of the speaker and kills the singer. <laughs> and then starts doing this weird ass leg yeah. drumming. The, uh, well, his first, the uh, the guitar does a Flies does an army of darkness. Yep. Like, <laughs> Flies through the air and he grabs it, and then starts slamming his thigh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And uh, and it starts and everybody starts clapping along with him because that's just how how powerful he is. Mm-hmm. He's like he's that dynamic that everyone's just like, oh wow, yeah, we're gonna start clapping along to this, and uh, and starts playing the the main theme, which is the 
And can I just say right Trick now, or treat. I forgot his actor's name, but the person that plays Sammy Kerr mm. is a professional dancer and sure gym, is and gymnast, and uh, he brings his A game to the Sammy Kerr performance, like. Um, he does some six spins and some flips. He, he does. Like there, there are so many. Like he's a, his body language as an actor is fantastic. It is. Yeah. It's honestly <laughs> that was one of the things. The only my only kind of problem with this is that it's too good. Yeah. He like I've never seen a band where I was like, oh, okay, it's, that guy was a ballet dancer. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, maybe basically David Lee Roth. Off, yeah, most people jump off the drum riser. And, do a 180. Yeah, exactly. Or a 360. Not, not he doing He does like this. a triple axle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is clearly a gymnast. Yep. Um, and, I mean, I guess there is David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth, back in his heyday, was doing lots of those sorts of crazy... That many flips? Kinda, yeah. 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 I know he was good at jumping with a goofy face and a spread eagle. He but. did a lot of goofy, goofy jumps. <laughs> um yeah, he he was he was goofy, but but that's the thing is that like only goofy performers, only the like glam rock guys. Like he's a he's supposed he's to be dark a true sadist. metal yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he, you know death death to false metal guy. He's not supposed Ballet to be spins false metal. Might might be a little false. <laughs> Poser. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when I think of true metal, I think of like Manowar. I think mm-hmm. of like one of those types of bands. I don't think of like. Van Halen. Um, so he just starts like he starts building up as he's soloing. He's building up electricity on the guitar. Obviously fake solo. Oh, yeah, not not very good at that. Great at doing flips. Not that great not, miming a guitar. Not that great miming a guitar. Wheelie, 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 wheelie. And then just starts shooting it like a like an electricity gun With into like the crowd. With like a Star Trek sound. It was yeah. so ass. Pew, pew, pew. That was... With a for a movie that had maybe some of the best sound design I've ever heard in a movie. What happened there? What happened? Yeah. Why that sound? Pew, pew. <laughs> and he just starts shooting cartoon lightning bolts, and people just explode, and it's they just leave their clothes behind when they die. <laughs> and that's what we were talking about earlier. So he he ices like so many people. Yeah, but, at this the, dance. but their deaths are basically bloodless. Yeah, so they're, they're just. just poof, they just turn and it's into just clothes on the ground. Yeah, he basically Thanoses them. Like they yeah. just turn into dust. And it's if they not... if they would have blown up into blood gore bags, oh, this man. whole scene would have been amazing. This movie would have been a whole other movie. If... Also, what was up with the Halloween costumes everybody had? They were like Hollywood grade. Like, did they raid like the prop <laughs> closet or like? I I think this was probably a Hollywood type high school. And I so love, everybody's I love like, the, I love the weird. Um, like the guy, jelly bean thing up the, the banister? Oh, the guy who was dressed as Humpty Dumpty? Was that what it was? Yeah, oh, he was sitting on a wall, sitting okay, on a wall yeah, dressed yeah, yeah. as Humpty Dumpty. He gets shot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then it cracked me up, too, because after the fact, um, when the shit was resolved and they were walking through looking for people, there were like so many people on the ground that were like dead, but it's like, what, did you get trampled? Yeah, like, why are you Why, why are, are you hurt? Why aren't Everybody you in... just got disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they those were people who were immune to the lightning. <laughs> Is there anybody that just got half faded by Thanos? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. There like a missing arm. Oh man, <laughs> a dust stub. <laughs> dusty, old dusty. So where are we? We get that weird ass scene with yeah. Tim that I felt was unnecessary, save for. I think that maybe Tim just dying. Maybe so. So I feel like at this point. 
if you had just killed Tim, like right now, yep. it would have seemed unnecessary. Okay. Where you had built him up as a scumbag, but so much shit had happened, it almost felt like he had a character turn when he was like, my girlfriend's injured. He became sympathetic because he cared about his girlfriend mm-hmm. and he was worried about her. And he was showing a human side that like, you like, we need to make him evil again. He, yeah, he no longer deserves the punishment that we're about to dole out to him. Yep. Why don't we just turn him into a rapist out of yeah. nowhere? And so, that, like, so he's like, I just felt that came so out of nowhere. It was. He basically, he, I don't because he was drunk, I guess. So he comes on to to, to uh, Leslie. Leslie, yes, who is doing her hair with no shirt on for some reason. Well, because her costume was unraveling. She was she was putting on her normal clothes because she was right. leaving because she called Ragman and was like, my costume's basically unraveling. So I'm going to go home. Yep, that's yep. right. And and then Tim comes in and he's like, I just want to know, are you making it with Weinbauer? I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, why, I don't... Why do you care? Why are you here talking to her right now? Like, well, and also, like, in that part where he basically warns her, again... It kind of makes sense. It's like, okay, this guy is a part of this thing that nearly killed my girlfriend. He's dangerous. I notice you're hanging out with him. You might want to steer clear of him. He might be a serial killer. I'm going to rape you now. He might be an occult (laughs) serial killer. And then he's like, will not take no for an answer. She gets away. Um, But, you know, now we know that Tim deserves to die. Now we're like, okay, we're all on board with Tim getting his head blown up. (laughs) <laughs> Does he get his head blown up? Is that what happens? Yes. So I remember Sammy shows up and grabs it by the neck. Yeah. So he, the head blow up. what happens is uh, he shows up. Uh, uh, our our hero Ragman tries to warn him. He's yeah. like, "No, you gotta come with me. Get a, get out of the hallway." And he's like, "Fuck, Fuck you!" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he doesn't. Sammy Kerr comes up behind him, grabs him by the neck, and holds him up, and looks like he's gonna choke him. And then his head explodes into sparks. And that's sparks. Exactly. Like instead of just gore. It's really questionable. Like I, I think this would have been much more of a giant cult classic if they did go all Peter Jackson on it. Yeah, it, it definitely would have it would have benefited from a little blood. Yeah. You know, I mean, it doesn't even have to be a lot of blood. It doesn't have to be Peter Jackson. It could have been even Nightmare on Elm Street levels. Yeah. You know, like just the kills are bloody. The kills yeah. are like there's legitimate gore in the kills or if Would have it wasn't Sammy it. that did it, but another demon cool monster, like also so possible. We got more of the ghoulies vibe or the yep. more creature, more creature feature, more evil Satan. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Uh, okay. So, uh, in the middle of this, then Sammy is basically at the point where he's going to turn on, on Ragman. He wants to kill him now, right? Yes. So, uh, so this is he's, where Roger saves the day because they're trying to kill the master power. Yeah. Because for some another problem I have, for some reason they make Sammy Kerr's powers all electric. Yes. This is just like Shocker and uh, the horror show. Yep. Uh, the killer traveling. We through, have to do the horror show. Ghost in the machine. Ah, oh, fuck yeah, Brian James Turkey. Oh my god. Um. But yeah, this is just like the the ghost in the machine kind of. Yep. So if they kill the master power to the school, they stop Sammy Kerr. Yeah. It's it's just that they until need... they walk outside and get killed by a streetlight. Like it makes no fucking sense. Right. <laughs> um but they did need they needed some sort of they needed some sort of secondary plot point because otherwise 
he's either too easy to kill or too impossible to kill. Like, yeah, it, it makes the it makes the plot really complicated and very difficult to execute. So they just kind of threw lightning in there as kind of his thing. Whatever, yeah. eh, it works for me. So they're trying to break. Uh, they team up with Roger there, and they're yep. trying to bust open the uh, main circuit breaker box of the school, and they can't get it open. And Roger's just like, he's feeling bad about putting that tape on. So he's like, let me do one thing right tonight. And he just stabs his crowbar into it. Basically to sacrifice himself. himself and kill the power, which it does. And he survives. Yeah. We still have our, our, our favorite little nerd. Yep. Our favorite lecherous little nerd. <laughs> uh, so he's, uh, so he's okay. Uh, but then disappears, like, I guess because he was electrocuted. So he goes to the hospital and we never see him again. Yep. But he lives. And uh, he grew up to write several X-Files episodes and direct Willard. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay. So Eddie gets out there. He, like, leaves the building. And then somebody, I don't know why someone knows that he's involved. Yeah. But somebody in the crowd says, That's hey, the guy right there. That's what guy right where that does what? <laughs> he wasn't even there when this whole shit started. Yeah. Maybe because he's a metalhead. I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe it's just like, this guy's a creep. We don't like him. Yep. That might be it. Uh, it might. Oh, yeah. That's. So he books it and Leslie follows him. That part cracks me up, too. He's like, why are you <laughs> like, why are you following me? I don't know. I'm just going to. Uh, we're just both running away from the police. And the most incompetent police ever. Yeah. They lose them so easy. So easy. <laughs> um, so they finally they finally wind up in an alleyway after being chased by the police. And Eddie explains the whole story uh, and then realizes in the middle of explaining the story. He's like, yeah, I got it from my friend Nuke who has a copy at the Yep. And so it's set at the station to play on a timer at midnight. So, he doesn't know it's set on a timer though. He thought Nuke oh, was no, he play thought it. he thought Nuke was there. That's yeah. right. Um Yes. So <laughs> that's and then we cut to the the cop <laughs> right here for just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Cop tasers Sammy Kerr and uh and, poofs. and then yeah, Sammy Kerr tasers him back and he poofs. Uh and then we're back at Eddie's at Eddie's place looking for the keys to his mom's car so that they can drive to the station. And they're like, it's not in my bedroom. It's not it's gotta be in the bathroom. It's gotta be in my pants in the bathroom. You go get the pants in the bathroom while I well, do what? No, they both went in because oh, yeah. because they were like, Oh no, there's a radio in the bathroom. Yep. They knew that they knew that he had a radio in the bathroom, so they were afraid to go in. Because he's destroyed his stereo, so he's not afraid of his bedroom. Yep. But the Forgot bathroom about that has a shower yep. from the eighteenth shower scene of Ragman. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> They go in, the the speaker's burned out, so it yep. looks like something's happened. Oh, it's but, cool, too. When she's looking for the keys outside the bathroom, you hear that speaker blow. I thought yeah. that was pretty neat. And it's like, okay, nothing's there. Everything's fine. We get the keys. We're ready to go. And then they turn around, Boop. and he was hanging out he in the ceiling. He falls from the ceiling like a, like a horror movie cat. <laughs> I, just, I just love his style. Yep. I mean, this guy, like showman to the end oh yeah i mean like he could have just killed them at any point but instead he hangs out on the ceiling waits for them to leave the bathroom and then jumps down and then we get the scene that's almost too dumb 
Uh, Ragman throws a hamper at him as he comes approaching him. He trips and lands with his hand in the toilet, shocking him, and he can't get his hand out. He's like, ah! It's very... So then his girlfriend... It's very neon maniac. So he's about to pull his hand out of the toilet, but as Leslie flushes the toilet, he gets sucked back in. I understand the idea of grounding him with water. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. It's fine. Mm -hmm. But the fact that flushing the toilet makes it worse yes, might it's like almost too stupid. Might be a bridge too far, even for me and my love of this movie. Uh, so they they run around him because suddenly, I swear to God, like there are two different rooms that yeah. they shot this in because that bathroom was, was very small, tight as hell. Then it's like, like you could touch the toilet and touch the wall. Oh, yeah. And then somehow Sammy's stuck in the toilet, reaching his arm out, and he can't touch either of them. And Sammy's also like probably over six feet. Yeah, he's like, like he's, six two. He's, he's a, big. Yeah, he's a big dude. And somehow can't get them. Yep. Yeah. I'm skeptical. But they hop into his mom's car, or they try to, but we <laughs> get the second possessed car of the movie. <laughs> Which was good, because he was, like, ready for it. Yeah. It got possessed. Once it happened, he he's like, oh, fuck this. He jumps out the door, <laughs> and the car's just driving around the neighborhood, messing with him. I... I was going to be so stoked if that car was just kind of possessed forever and it just kind of like in the background or he's just stuck in the car until it runs out of gas (laughs) running around town. Um, Either way, he gets out of the car, it goes, and they just steal a cop car. Yep, because it's a poof cop. That's the reason that cop scene was there, was so that they could steal a a cop car. They turn the blues on, they run a bunch of red lights and go through. I love how he just knows how to do all that. They get to a traffic jam and he's like, oh, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) You've done this before, dude? (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Totally. Uh, They arrive at WZLP. I love what the building looks like. The giant letters. Yeah. And it's just like uh, the the smallest, like the size of a trailer park, maybe. In the middle of nowhere with these giant letters just as big as the building on top of it. It looks so much like the the way that the Simpsons depict their yes, their radio station. Most definitely. It's very it's very Simpsonsy. Um so <laughs> so they they arrive there. Um Eddie and Leslie go in and they find the electrocuted uh security guard. <laughs> who's okay, which just which cracked, shoes and a hat. <laughs> which cracked me up. Like this radio station's in the middle of nowhere. What did they really need a security guard? <laughs> no, they do not. Um, so they they go and they look in the booth and it's like poltergeist in there. It's yeah. like shit's <laughs> flying around. The The tape machine has like voltage going through it. Oh, like yeah. Just crazy lightning everywhere it's and, poltergeist. A, and a storm. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, he's protecting the tape. Like, I guess, I guess. <laughs> uh, he can do that now. Like he doesn't even need to be there. This is a new thing that we did. He's know everywhere. About. Yeah. So they leave and he's like, I'm going to have to lure him out. So he takes uh, a handheld radio yep. and throws it in the backseat of the cop car. I thought that was awesome. This was the, actually pretty clever. Yeah. Um, and Cause I didn't get what was going to happen at first. Yeah. And I was like, why? I thought you're, he comes out of radios. Why, why would you grab one to bring with you? Is what I was thinking when that happened. So I was just, once it happened, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. It's actually pretty clever. Yeah. And so she, he's like, okay, as soon as, you know, count to 100 and then go in there and tear down the reels and destroy them. Yeah. So he's driving in the cop car. 
going crazy down the road and just insulting Sammy Kerr. Yeah, he was like, awesome. You're just a piece of crap. What's the matter? Are you afraid? You're well, false metal poser. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. He said a bunch of shit. Yep. And then he was like, you know what? You're just a poser. And poser was the like false metal pose poser. Yeah. Whoa. Do not say that to Sammy Kerr, apparently, because that was the thing that summoned him. Gotcha. And like he instantly was like, ah! And he's stuck in the back of the cop car because of the partition. Yeah, he can't get. And he's, I loved it because he's grabbing hold of the mesh and screaming instantly. Yep. Such a fun, such a fun scene of him doing that. He's melting his way through the metal as he's going. Like he's he's going to get through because he's just dissolving those metal bars mm-hmm. or the metal cage. And then Ragman just. Drives a car off the Ditches bridge. Ditches it off crashes. the bridge. <laughs> yep. One major flaw at this point, though. Sammy Kirk can obviously possess cars. Yes. Why couldn't he have done that to this cop car and just made it stop? <laughs> uh, because I think that he had enraged him so much that he wasn't thinking. Ah. That, like, being called a poser, holy shit. We always find an explanation here. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> no. He, but I think, I actually think that that's how they felt about it because that's why they had him instead of being like, hey there, buddy, I'm going to kill you. Like having him chill and being mm-hmm. like, I'm in control and whatever. Instead, he's grabbing the, the, the grate and he's just screaming like a lunatic. Yep. He was. He was, a ra- of, he was a rabbit and dog. Right. Yeah. Instead of being in control. Like, if he was in control, then he would have taken over the car and just crashed it and whatever. Uh, but instead, he, he had driven him, like, nuts with insults. Yep. Because, you know, nobody's really ever said mean things to this guy at this point in his career. Gotcha. So, ditches the, ditches the car into the water. It electrocutes him or shorts him out. Hope you can swim. <laughs> so, he shorts out. Ragman gets away. He resurfaces. He goes back to the he radio. He would have totally died. Yes, he would have totally, <laughs> 100% would have died. The crash would have killed him. Yep. And then he would not have been he able to get out of the car. He would not have been able to open the door and swim up. But he does. But he does. Uh, heavy and, metal, happy ending. Yes. And he goes back and makes out with his girlfriend. And it's a happy ending. She's destroyed the reels. And they're pretty confident that there's no more Sammy Kerr. Yeah. <laughs> they're about... 85% confident that Sammy Kerr will not come back but and kill them. she trashes the station, too. She knocks the whole rack over. She doesn't just destroy the tape. She, you know, not taking any chances. Yeah. Maybe not bad to not take any no. chances at this point. Uh, I would definitely gather up all those smashed tapes and burn them somewhere. Yeah. That would definitely be a thing I'd do. And then what an awkward final shot. Yeah. Where he's just like, all right, it's party time, dudes. And we just see a close-up of his hand putting a tape on and playing it. Like, <laughs> it's like, what? After all this shit? He's you like, want to listen to some metal right now? Yeah, he wants to take <laughs> over for Nuke. Yeah, and he's even stealing his bit, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, hey, man, that's that's like his his DJ pattern. Granted that the station even works after she toasted everything. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. That could be like a year-long jump. Maybe he's had some time to recover, and then he took over. Maybe this is 40 years in the future, (laughs) and (laughs) Nuke has died of old age since then, and he took over. He grandfathered him into the the position. He gifted him the radio station, like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. (laughs) I'm going to go with our original thought we had at the beginning, that Nuke was all in on this. Mm Mm-hmm. I imagine he Nuke, I imagine Nuke gets back, and, and when he gets back, he's like, how the hell are you still alive? Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. Yeah, this movie's great. This movie is great. <laughs> uh, it's, I've again, I've, my complaints are minor. I want yeah. more. I want more rubber monsters. I want more gore. Yeah, I can uh, see. I can see feeling that way, man. I, I honestly, other than those, other than those two things, I mean, there's there's a couple little plot holes yeah. and goofy things, but like, yes. I don't care about that. I just, I just kind of wish it was a bloodbath too. Fair. I can, I can see that. I dig this movie exactly the way it is. I have been quoting dumb lines from this movie since <laughs> probably since 1986. Uh, I don't know, man. It's it's wonderful. <laughs> I don't even know what else to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, so, had it, I've had it for a few years. My receipt's in the case there. I think it was from like 2015 I bought this. So I've been watching it every Halloween since then. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Despite it, it doesn't have that much of a strong Halloween vibe to it except for that wonderful pumpkin scene except for the pumpkin oh. flames and the costume dance at the end yeah. but other than that it's not mentioned that much yeah that's fair i feel like halloween mentions it about as much as the movie mm, yeah um yeah only horror movie this director ever did i was looking him up hmm. he did a bunch of comedies and tv specials and stuff like that but uh it definitely feels like a very competent director who did not want to make a horror movie yeah like there's a lot of there's a lot of the things that seem I mean, obviously, the fact that there's no blood. Yeah. That, like, there's so little blood is a I wonder real... if that was his choice, or was that, again... <sighs> yeah, it could have just been that they were trying to make it for a larger audience, and they were trying to trim it down to make it, like, a teen... I almost wonder if it was supposed to be, like, a PG-13 horror movie, because I don't even remember that much swearing or gore. Obviously, the gore is a complaint. Yeah. There, we had that one scene of explicit nudity that could have easily just yeah. been a tack on... You could, I mean, Extra and also, shoot. also could be something that you could cut yep. just to very easily, yep. very, very easily lose that and then just get the, have the smoke and yeah. see the demon and blah. Yep. Well, huh. I don't know. Very strange. I, I don't uh, think there's a Blu-ray for this, is there? There Has isn't. Put this out? I, no. I don't think so. Yeah. I was, it was so hard to find this. I mean, Michelle had a copy of it, but like. Outside have, of that, it just doesn't exist DVD anywhere. Is just like a one of those cheapy dollar mine is store too. ones. Yeah, yeah, mine is a, a garbage copy as well. Yeah, it bums me out. I I would I would buy a Blu-ray of this in a second. Mm-hmm. I would love commentary. I would love like yep. some sort of behind the scenes. I want to know more about this crazy movie. Me too. Yeah, super fun, super super fun. We watched this when Covered in Bees went to play CBGBs. We watched this on the bus. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I have a fond memory of of this movie as yep. relates to to weird stuff in life I, and i mean seen it 45 times <laughs> in the 80s so yeah great movie awesome fun never find out why he's called ragman <laughs> everybody rags on him oh goddamn! he's a whipping boy yeah. i think that's probably it Awesome. <laughs> Every question answered. Jeez. Good night. <laughs> yeah, it's a complete package. That's just like Pin. Just like Pin. <laughs> I think this movie is better than Pin, but that's just me. Anyway, uh, follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast and at Coast City Comics and www.coastcitycomics.com. And I am Matt Awkward, VHS Fiend. Woohoo. And uh, come visit us at the store, uh, Congress Street, Portland, Maine. Yeah, yeah. And, get uh, that Funbox Monster Emporium magazine. Yeah, get that Funbox magazine. It's even got an article by some stupid kid that collects VHS tapes. Yeah, it does, and it's great. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Have a great night. Peace.